Hello, welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries. This is Dr. Lewis with Bible Study on Demand. I'm so happy to have you guys tuned into this podcast tonight. This is a great topic and I'm so excited to give it to you. It it really blessed me and I know it's going to bless you. Um, if I had to title tonight's talk, it would be called Running from God, the Story of Jonah and Surrendering to His Call. Um, before I get started with that, I'm just let's just go in prayer. Um, before we get started with the uh, study. Amen. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come to you tonight, God, thanking you for the opportunity um, to fellowship with other believers and uh, even non-believers to give your word that you've placed in me, God, to your people, God. Thank you for this word that it will bring light in the dark places of many hearts, God. Thank you, God, for um, just the time and space, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for your protection, God. I ask that no distraction interfere with anyone that is listening uh, tonight to this word, God. Let us just be Uh, doers of your word and not just hearers God let it resonate in our heart when we get it understand it and activate in the mighty name of Jesus I pray amen Right. So um, if you remember the story of Jonah, Jonah and a will, if you don't, I'll give you a brief breakdown of the um, story of Jonah um, and how it relates to this particular study tonight. So Jonah um, was commanded by God to go to a city to fight against a people because they were sinning. He gave him a specific place, a specific city to go to, but he decided to go somewhere totally different. He didn't want to do what God had told him to do. With his disobedience, he ended up in the belly of a whale just for his disobedience, right? So as I was studying this story again, I remember uh, hearing about it and reading about it as a child in Sunday school. But now it resonates in my life. It's so uh, relatable because I know as an adult, I've been disobedient. Like God has called me uh, personally to ministry and I fought against it for so long. Like I did, I wanted no parts of it. I'm like, ah, uh, for many reasons. Um, I felt, I thought I would be feel embarrassed. Uh, it was awkward. None of my friends are in ministry. Uh, people would look at me funny. People would judge me. I had all these different reasons why I didn't want to, uh, do anything in ministry. For that, I didn't even want to go to church. So I remember going to church often as a child, but as I grew older, I went to church on holidays, Easter, Mother's Day, Christmas, those things. Um, I didn't have the, I didn't have the, the unction to even go. Cause I felt like, ah, oh, I went all my life as a child. So as an adult, I think I've been in church enough, Right. But I knew at a very young age I had a calling on my life. But as I grew older, sin got a hold of me. I was fornicating. I was doing all kinds of things that wasn't of God. So um, 
I just was I just got further away from Christ during that time. So this story relates to me with my disobedience for not um, going into ministry sooner because I knew that that's what he wanted from me. But I was too afraid and too honestly, I was too arrogant. I was a little obnoxious about it because I had I dealt with church hurt. Um, as a child, I remember being a pregnant teen. I was frowned upon. So I wanted to stay for further away from the church as possible. Okay. Um, I know you guys can tell me countless stories of, uh, your disobedience to God, not only maybe to ministry, but maybe to some other situation that God called you to do something and you didn't do it. Okay. So I'm just going to give you uh, this scripture where you can go to read more about Jonah's story. That is in um, Jonah chapter one, verse one through three. Um, I'll just read uh, the first the the first scripture just so you'll know where it is. If you can point it if you need to point it out. So it says, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> he did the total opposite. So for me, I'm going to use me Um because I want to be transparent as possible with my walk because I don't want anybody that's listening to this podcast to think that, oh, I've been a goody two shoes or I had everything done all right and I've done everything right. I don't want that. So I want to be as transparent as I can be um, because I do believe that my failures uh, in life and my disobedience has uh gave me many lessons i've learned so many different things uh from those things that i've experienced and that i've done because god definitely um touched my life and turned those those negative things around and um made they they had some positive outcomes okay so god when god calls us to anything if he has a gives us a command, right? Um, it's unavoidable. You can't avoid a command that um, God called for you, because when you do that, it has grave consequences. And uh, with Jonah's story, his consequences was so intense that he ended up in the belly of a whale. Could you imagine? In the belly of a whale just because you didn't go somewhere that God told you to go? Nah. So for me, my life personally had grave consequences when I knew I had a calling on my life to ministry and I didn't walk in it. I knew that I was uh, supposed to be uh, a minister, uh, someone that spread the good news to people. But I was too ashamed. I was just in my sin. You know, so scripture that I want to take you to is Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest from out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So to sum that up, 
<laughs> you're God's. You're God's child. He he know every hair that is on your head. He knows you through and through. He created you. So we belong to him. And with this particular uh, topic, it says he sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Okay, so let's think about us being children of God. We're supposed to uh, be ministers. We're supposed to spread his good news. We're supposed to um, tell people about Christ and to bring them to him and to love on the people. We're supposed to do his work. But a lot of us don't. Why? It, may keep, it could be for some of the same reasons why I didn't go into ministry right away. You're afraid. You're scared. Hmm. I want you to think about that. How many people here, and we're just going to use... Uh, we're just going to use um, spreading the, uh, his word, spreading the gospel to people. Think about if God's word command us to spread the good news, right? Think about the last time you told somebody about Christ. Think about the last time that you loved on someone to show um, God's love to people. Hmm. That's something that we should all be working on because in today's time is we live in a tragic time right now because so many people are dying. So many people are hurt. So many people are just afraid and so many people are looking for Christ. But sometimes we're the only God that people see. So if we are not doing what God called us to do, when will they see God? When will they experience God? So it's important that we are spreading the good news. So tonight in Jonah's situation, he commanded him to go to a city. God, in this word, he's commanding us to spread the gospel. Okay. All right. So God places us in situations that make us surrender to his authority, just as he did with Jonah. So when God gave us a command, right, no matter what it is, think about your personal situation, no matter what it is. Like for me, my personal situation was called to ministry. So because I didn't act when I knew that God was calling me to ministry as I matured and was started to get back into my word and fellowshipping with Christ, I still didn't do it. I experienced some grave consequences. And it makes me, it to be honest and transparent, it makes me angry sometimes to think that my life could have went a totally different way if I was obedient a long time ago. But the silver lining here is that I'm walking in it now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm walking in God's calling and I'm being obedient to his word and obedient to his calling because I don't want to deal with the consequences of rebelling against him. Okay. So in James chapter four, verse seven, it says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So 
during the times you have a command from from God, you hear his voice. He's telling you to do something. And your flesh is telling you, oh, no, you don't want to do that. Or that's going to take too much. Or this people going to think this of you or think that of you. And you know you hear from God and this is what he's commanding you to do. Remember the scripture. Write this scripture down. Put it on your mirror. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. Nah, I'm going to follow God's direction. And he will flee from you. He can't. The enemy cannot contend with God. We need to be reminded of that. He can't contend with him. Put, put, put the Lord on it. That's my new quote of the week. Put the Lord on it. You know how people used to say, put some stank on it. No, 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 no. Put some Jesus on it. This is for the saved crew. Put some Jesus on it. Okay. So when that flesh start rising up against you, telling you to go against what God commanded us to do, put some Jesus on it. Okay. So as we know, disregarding God's call, when we rebel against him, it, it has consequences. So I'm going to show you a scripture where it shows you that. So in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25, it says, there is a way that seemed right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So think about this. In a moment, in a, I'm going to reference Jonah's story. When Jonah was made his mind that he was going to do the opposite of what God told him to do. Yeah, it seemed like it was the right thing to do. Like, yeah, I don't want to go, so I'm just not going to do it. He didn't. I'm certain that he probably felt like, oh, it's going to be nothing. I'm just not going to do it. No, this is exactly what the scripture is talking about. It seemed right to him, but at the end thereof are the ways of death. That means, but look, when he was in a, when he was disregarded what God told him. I'm sure he didn't see that he would end up in the belly of a whale. But guess what? In that moment, he had to surrender. When he ended up in that well, the belly, he had to surrender. There was no one that could save him but God. Think about your personal situation. That time you knew what was right, but you chose to do wrong. And whatever the consequence was, Nobody could get you out of it but God. See, God is so meticulous with um, how he sets us up to surrender to him, put us in situations. Because for me, I've been in personal situations in my life that nobody could save me. I couldn't call my mama. I couldn't call my daddy. I couldn't call nobody. Nobody on earth could deliver me from but God. So I had to, I was forced to rely on him. And it's so, it's so interesting that when you know you're going through something, he will show you immediately like, nah, this person ain't going to help you with that. This Nobody can't help you with this. Yeah, you're going to fall to your knees. But here's the thing. Why do we want to get in a position where we have to be forced to surrender to God? Think about that. This man died for you. Some of us are so loyal to um, friends, loyal to relationships with, 
you know, the significant others. We're more loyal to a relationship and friends that we that we don't even exhibit half of that loyalty to Christ. Somebody that gave his son, God gave his son for us. I know I wouldn't sacrifice my daughter for anything. What if God had that same mentality? What if Jesus was like, nah, I'm not going to die for them. Nah. But at the same time, he died for us. And then some of us still turn their backs on him. Oh, that is a harsh reality. Just think about all the people that benefited from Jesus' sacrifice. But they don't even believe him. They don't even love him. They don't even take the time to take a study that's 20, 30 minutes. Take the time to get in their word. Take the time to pray. Take the time to show gratitude for life. That is a harsh reality. And it hurts my feelings to say it out loud like, Wow, look at all the times that I didn't even commit a day, a few minutes to Christ to say thank you. It hurts to know that I I did not do that. So I can only imagine how we make God feel when we don't do what's right and we know the word of God. Think about that. Think about that as a reality check. I mean, for the week, for the year, for life. He sacrificed his son for us to live. But yet we have more loyalty and dedication to people that fail us. And that wouldn't do anything remotely close to sacrificing their life for you. She's she's. Look at Jonah. He knew who God was. He knew exactly who that was that commanded him to do something. But yet, he didn't do it. I couldn't imagine being alive during the time to see that Jesus paid the ultimate price. To to physically see it with my eyes that he died on the cross so we can live. Wow. Being there and witnessing that and to... And you still rebel from him. You still like, huh? That's crazy. What the young people say, that's wild. <laughs> but that's crazy to think. I, I really want y'all to take some time to meditate on uh, Jesus' sacrifice for us. So getting back to um, God's call on our lives. We have a responsibility to share the good news with people. We have a responsibility to uh, show God's love. Okay. So even when we go through things and we be disobedient, that doesn't mean that we can't learn from our disobedience and prayerfully uh, turn away from the rebellion uh, spirit of it all. Because rebellion is a spirit. It's a demonic spirit. Obedience is better than sacrifice. There's a scripture that says that. And it's true. Think about the times that you were disobedient to Christ. 
and you end up in horrible situations. That scripture is saying the same thing. So in Mark 16, verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Everybody we know, we should be doing that. All of our friends. I remember being young that um, Avon was a thing. So for the people that don't know what Avon is, it's like a... um, it's a home marketing company that sells like um, they sell makeup, they sell lotion, soap, uh, they sell various things, candles, all types of stuff back then. Um, I don't think Avon is around now. Forgive me if it is, but I don't. I just haven't seen it in many years. So people that sold Avon, they would have these home parties where you they will send you a catalog. Hey, we have all these items. You'll get everybody in the room they would order the products, right? So they'll order whatever they see in a book. But the person that they're ordering from gets a commission from every sale, right? But some, I remember people packing the house out with tons of people just to get Avon, right? Um, I know I'm probably telling my age, but I'm okay with it. I'm great with it. Um, But this was a thing, right? Just think about this. If we can pack our homes out with people and tell them the good news, we're not selling it to them. But because the thing of it is, we don't have to sell anybody on Christ. We can just tell them the good news and, and, and allow God to convict their heart to accept the good news. But like I was saying earlier, sometimes we're the only God that people see. So that means if we are exhibiting love and we are exhibiting kindness and we are spreading the good news, that make people more inclined to say, I want to know what this Jesus is about. I want to know more about him because this person is just maybe the nicest person ever in the world. But if we don't have opportunity and space to connect with people, we're not even putting ourselves in positions to give people the good, share the good news with people. Then how would people be saved? So here's a reminder, right? We live in a time where we hear about all these random shootings. Um, children are dying. Um, wars. We're living in some terrible times right now. So think about the people that have may have passed away. A lot of them probably wasn't saved. A lot of them probably don't know anything about Christ. Um, A lot of us missed the opportunity to share the good news with people. We don't think about when you walk out the door, that possibly being your last day to go back home. We don't think about that. Think about the people that aren't saved. We didn't minister to and we had the opportunity to do so and they died and they sinned and they burned forever in hell. And we didn't even spread the news to them. We didn't give them the opportunity to encounter Jesus. That's horrible. That's a harsh reality. So every moment, anybody that you encounter, right? Take the time to show God's love in that moment. 
show God's love. And also when you hear God and he has a he he's commanded you to do something, just do it. Just do it. And if when your flesh rise up against you to say you can't do it, you fight that flesh. You cast it down. Mm-mm. You be obedient. You flee from it. You you get up. No. God called you to do something. You need to do it. Okay. So the blessings of there's blessings with being obedient, right? So the reward of following God's command is beyond measure. So I'm going to take you to scripture in Psalm 19, verse 11. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them, there is a great reward. His word says it. There's a great reward for being obedient. We know that. We know that to be true. So I just want to encourage everyone to answer God's call, no matter what that call is. If you hear from him um, and he's commanded you to do something, make sure you do it. And when you read his word and he's giving you a command in his word, do what his word says. I know life is hard. I know um, with all the um, things that we go through, it can be hard, but we have to fight the flesh. We have to fight against these worldly things. We Yes, we live in the world, but we don't have to be like the world. We're different. We're peculiar people. Okay? We should have faith that God has our back too. Because for me, going into ministry, I felt alone. I felt alone because of nobody else was going to Bible study. Nobody else was going to church. Nobody else was reading a word, taking time out of their day to sit and commune with God. So I just went with the world. I just went with what everybody else was doing because it looked right. But look at the deception in that. Following, not being the leader that God called me to be. We should have faith in him. He has our back. Again, he is the author of our story. So I'm going to give you all this scripture. It's Proverbs 3. Verse five and six. Let me just read some of it. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean out unto thine understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That's the scripture that we need to remember. So we're going to take some time to start remembering some of these scriptures so you can start calling them out. Especially when your flesh rise up against you and tell you what you can't do. You go to the scripture and call it out. Uh-uh, this word says X, Y, Z. Think about the word of God as a, a navigation system. So when you're when, when the enemy is telling you one thing, now you go to that word. Nope, I'm going to, no, this word says something else. You would do that with a map. If the navigation system is telling you to go left, you're going to turn left. If you turn right, you off course. Same thing. Same synopsis. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a few questions that I want you guys to think about um, as we close tonight's study. What makes believers disregard their calling their ministry? Because I know there's a lot. When I'm saying ministry, I'm meaning you guys spreading the good news to people. 
Okay. Um, when I'm saying ministry, I want you guys, I know I'm talking about my personal situation, but also I want you to understand that we are all called to spread God's word. Okay. Um, but there's so many distractions. So think about those distractions of the world, um, and the fear of the unknown. Think about that because those are some of the reasons why believers disregard the call in their ministry, the, the distractions of the world and the fear. No. So how can you find the courage to answer God's call through prayer, seeking guidance in his word and leaning on our faith? So that's with anything, not only with spreading God's word, but with things that God called us to do with his word. Tell us to do. We got to see we got to see guidance in his word. We got to follow what that word says and lean on our faith. But take it to God for clarity. If you don't understand, go and pray. Ask him, God, what does this mean? What are the rewards of obeying God's calling? Think about that. Peace, joy, and a sense of purpose that transcends worldly achievements. Let me tell you something. Nothing, no accolade, no degree, no award, no amount of money, nothing, nothing compares to obeying and pleasing God and the peace and joy that he gives. The world can't compare the word, nothing we do will compare to that. So how can you trust that God has our back? Hmm. Remember his promises, get in his word, his faithfulness and the testimonies of those who have followed his call. I gave you guys my testimony. I'm telling you, I was one of those ones that was fighting. I went kicking and screaming. I wanted no parts of church. I had experienced church hurt. I was a pregnant teen. Um, I was pregnant at 17. I had my daughter a week before my 18th birthday. I wanted no parts of God. How those people looked at me. Like I was the worst person in the world. I wanted no parts of church. And to hear God, oh, you're going into ministry. I'm like, yeah, right. (laughs) Nope, won't never happen. I was one of those ones that criticized the church. Look at them. Look, look, look at this scandal. Look at this pastor in the scandal. See those church people ain't right. Hmm. Look at me now. Look at me now. Yeah, I might say, I will say, you know, dang, pray for them. Because at the end of the day, these pastors, these uh, people with these high titles, they're humans. And him is going to make mistakes. Okay. And this calling comes with a lot of uh, things that can take you off track if you allow it to. So I try not to put my mouth on uh, specific pastors for certain things. But I advise anybody that ha- that is sitting up under uh, their spiritual leader to pray for them. Okay. But um, that's my testimony. I am delivered. I am saved. I am anointed. I am called by Jesus Christ himself. 
So as we conclude, I encourage each one of you to respond well when God's calling you. Trust that he is the author of your story. Let us bow our heads in prayer to repent from any rebellion against God. And let's just end this because we have to um, pray a repentance prayer because all of us do it. We've done it. We rebelled against God. Maybe not so um, not so uh, dramatic as Jonah's story, but we've all rebelled against him in some way. And it had grave consequences. And life could have been so much better if we just listened to him. You know? So let us bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you with humble hearts. Yes. Seeking forgiveness for any time we turned away from your calling, God. We surrender to your authority and ask that the strength to follow your plan for our lives. Thank you, God, for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, I hope this reminder um, message and Jonah's story resonate with your uh, life. And it reminds you that obedience is better than sacrifice. And that we all have a job to do. And we need to walk in it. We need to do that job. And God is pleased when we just be obedient children. So we need to exhibit as much obedience as possible. And when you fall short, repent right away. Repent and turn. And don't, oh my gosh, this is a good one. Do not sit in it. When you make a mistake, when you fall short, because we will fall short sometimes. Repent and let it go. Do not hold yourself in contempt because of a mistake that you made. There's no sin that you cannot be delivered from. There's nothing that you've done in this lifetime that God cannot, You there's no coming back from. Remember who the disciples were in the Bible and their backgrounds. A lot of them were, they were upstanding people that did everything right. They had, they had a past and you have a past. And the responsible thing to do is to acknowledge where you fall short, repent, and to get up, dust yourself off, and get right back to doing what you know is right. Amen. So I welcome uh, we welcome your support and participation in this ministry. May God bless you all abundantly as you walk in his caller. If you want to um, send a blessing to our ministry, please go to our website. It's at www.kingdomlivingentertainment.com. Click the donation tab. Um, it'll be there for um, for your giving. Um, I believe that wherever you're being spiritually fed, you should definitely be pouring into the ministry. If you cannot, that is okay. That is okay. Keep coming. And the more and more you attend Bible study with us, things will change for you. You'll get more understanding and you will grow. So things will change. 
So I thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you guys next week. If you have any questions, if you want to send me an email, if you want a, a special prayer, please email us at prayer at kingdomlivingentertainment.com. If you want to send us a message, you can hit us at info at kingdomlivingentertainment.com. You guys have a blessed rest of your week. Good night. Oh, 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 oh,